Hello, good morning everyone. How are you doing? I hope your day's going well. My day's going pretty good. Just woke up. Um, looking to have a great Sunday uh, afternoon. One of the things I'm planning to do this afternoon is play baseball at the church. I hope to see some of you guys there. It'll be a fun time. I'm glad that we're doing that. Just something active and fun to do all together. Um, but we're not talking about baseball today. Today we're going to talk about two different things. Um, I want to talk about Metacritic and how they have changed their approach and policy to user scores, um, which I'm very happy about. Um, and we're going to talk about uh, Ghost of Tsushima a little bit because that's the game I'm currently playing right now. And I want to give some first impressions and um, talk about people's reactions to this game because it's been really, really positive. And um, I just kind of want to share, I'm actually really surprised because it's an interesting kind of, not disconnect, but I think a surprising difference between how um, players are reacting to the game to some um, groups of critics. So first I'm going to talk about Metacritic and how um, they've changed and what they've changed to the user scores. So since The Last of Us 2 came out, that game basically broke Metacritic and just like the internet in general um that game it has the highest amount of user scores of all time like there's no other game that has that many user scores given by like a large margin but it's like 10 times more than like the next game that's the most user scores it's insane and of course that's absurd um that's not normal a huge majority is just are just review bombs from both positive and negative um so what that ended up meaning is that the user score is just completely useless like you really don't have a great idea of whether that's a genuine like people's feelings about the game or not um it's hard to sort through what is real and what it's not and so um usually with user scores you know this does happen i mean not usually but this does happen to certain games where review bombs happen and it's really hard to trust user scores because of it and even the games that come out that have genuine like no hatred towards the game or this over like kind of uh wanting to damage control games or whatever kind of thing going on for it it's even still hard to trust reviews for that because of how this happens like fairly often with certain kinds of games that you, you just can't it's no, there's no consistency so even with some games that do have like proper user scores i think you can kind of sort through which ones those are just by like paying attention to how the scores are coming out and um, whether there was like some kind of pre preconceived kind of notion for the game or not, um, then then you can have a better idea of whether and, and or or seeing what people are saying about the game too, because sometimes people just like bomb a game for really dumb reasons, um, you know. Then you can maybe find uh, user scores that are like okay, that that's probably pretty legit. Um, but most of the time, it's hard to say whether that's a thing or not. Um, so. One of the problems with this is because Metacritic um, allows people to post reviews immediately as soon as the game comes out, which is not really a smart idea because no one can possibly play a game or even spend time with a game long enough to make a decision on what they want to, you know, give a score to the game for. So my thing about games is that I will never put a score on a game or review a game um, unless I have completely 
played through it like if it's a story game that i've played through you know the story campaign or whatever or if it's a multiplayer game have put a significant amount of time into it where i feel like i've gotten a good understanding of uh, all the mechanics and whatnot um however i don't think it is wrong for people who have put a like a good amount of time into a game and, and want to leave a review or something like if you've put like 10 hours into a game that's like a 20 30 hour game and you want to leave your review and you just i i don't agree with that but i i don't i think you can get a good understanding of a game that amount of time so if you want to do that that's fine it's better than just not playing the game at all and um and then just putting a screw up. So I think this approach, what Metacritic has done, is a really good idea. It's going to help um, mitigate um, review bombings. It's not going to get rid of them because the people who want to review bomb will just wait still. But it will help a little bit. It'll help give the game a better chance out the gate when the reviews come out, for sure. Um, so what they've done is that instead of allowing people to... Um, here, you know, I'll just read... Um, this from The Verge. They did a post about it the other day. Uh, let me find... Uh, let me find... I took a screenshot of their article. So yeah, The Verge said... Uh, uh, the Metacritic wants people to actually play a game before reviewing it. So the site now requires users to wait 36 hours from when a new game is released before leaving a score. The intention is to prevent review, uh, review bombing campaigns where people leave negative scores on a title sometimes as a way to punish the developer. Heading to a review page for a recently released title on Metacritic will now display the message, please spend some time playing the game with a specific date and time when a user can publish a review for the game on the site. Um, the new policy change has locked user views for two big games that came out today. So this, this was posted a few days ago. Um, Ghost of Tsushima and Paper Mario, the Origami Killer. The King, sorry. Origami King, not Killer. <laughs> oh, I, just, I thought about Heavy Rain there. I think that's what I said. <laughs> the Origami Killer. Oh, that's funny. It's Paper Mario, the Origami King. Users have to wait until July 18th at 12 p.m. to review them. Um, new policy was first spotted by PlayStation Universe last week, but Forbes brought attention to it today. So yeah, um, that was interesting because I actually went to go see whether these games got like stupid reviews coming out like immediately as soon as the game released. And I looked at Ghost of Tsushima because I knew these both these games releasing the same day. Look at Ghost of Tsushima. I'm like, oh there's no re reviews. Oh, well, that's good, because there shouldn't be. Then I went to look at Paper Mario, and it was the same thing. I was like, oh, also no reviews. Huh. Well, that's funny. I'm um, like, that usually will happen, even with games that, like, don't have reasons to be review-bombed kind of thing, like a lot of people hating them, which is neither of these games, right? There's no preconceived hate for either of these games or anything like that, or like any yeah people witch hunting or creating mobs against it so i wasn't expecting there to be much but i wasn't expecting there to be zero so i was like huh okay but then i waited the next day and then i looked at the reviews again i'm like oh there's still no reviews oh like is there something going on here because that's weird you would expect some dumb people to be doing this already and then that's when i found out that um yeah that this policy is now in place i think that's really good i think it's definitely going to help with review bombings it's not going to stop them but I think it's going to give the game a chance that the people who have actually played the game now can leave proper reviews, or have played a lot of the game at least, to counter counteract the stupid review bombs if they still happen, right? And they will still happen with some games, but it'll help counteract it. Like, because with The Last of Us Part Two, 
it has kind of counteracted that over time. Like it's a, at its lowest, it was like in the twos, right? And and it was sitting like a 3.2, 3.4 for quite a long time. But after there was enough time on the game and people were actually getting enough time to play it, a lot more positive positive reviews have been coming in and it's boosted all the way up to like a 5.5 which I mean is still a very mixed score obviously it's not a great score but it's definitely shows it definitely took a lot of positive reviews and a, po a lot of positive reception to have brought that game all the way from a 3.4 to a 5.5 that's that that takes a lot so you gotta look at it and say okay there are definitely people who genuine, genuinely really love this game to be leaving that many positive reviews now that they've had time to play and finish the game so i think that goes shows a lot about that game i think even without those review bombings though the game would still be mixed i would predict if there was like way less review bombings and way less people um trying to damage control it as well right like leave tens in response as well you would have a game that is sitting probably around a seven in the user score department, which is still kind of a mixed score, but much more on the positive side, right? It's almost a positive score, but I think it would still be mixed because it is a divisive game. Um, that would be my guess. And I, I feel pretty confident in saying that. I think it'd go up another two points to, to remove all of that, the baloney that went into the scores. Now, if you had done this policy with the game, would that have changed anything? Probably not. With the amount of hatred for that game, it wouldn't have changed anything. Everyone would have review bombed it still. Review bombings were going on for a, like a week with that game, if not longer. So, um, yeah, it wouldn't have changed for that kind of game. But that was a very, very special case. Very special case with Last of Us 2. There's never been a review bombing or people so outraged about a game I've ever seen in my life. Um... So that, you know, so I think for most cases, though, where like stupid review bombings happen, this will definitely help. Um, and I'm glad Metacritic is doing something about it because they kind of have to. It's, it's legitimate, legitimate, unlegitimized their site. No one's going to take their, want to even go to look at user review scores if they're not taking it seriously. Right. So they got to help people to take it, help find a way to make people take it more seriously. And this is a great step in, step in doing that. It's obviously not the perfect answer i think the perfect answer would to be to have a way for people to show that they have purchased the game um not even show that they played a lot of hours just show that they've purchased the game that they own the game somehow and that would allow them to write a review i don't know how you go about doing that but i think it would be great and i think that people you know people some people just won't be bothered yeah it, the review bombers or whatever will not be bothered to buy the game right and so there's just no way they're going to be able to do that unless they buy the game and then review bomb it. But then they're just giving support to the game. So, oh, well, right? Like, I think that's the best way to do it. Um, I think it's going to mitigate it the most. I think it's the best way you can possibly um, fix a, the, user re the user review problem. But I do think this is helpful. I think it's going to really help legitimize their user reviews a little bit more, at least, um, even though it's not going to stop all the review bombing. So now that... Um, 36 hours have passed for both those games people have been able to leave reviews for it finally which is great and i think what did i do i went and looked at the review scores now and they are up up and about now for both origami king and ghost of tsushima so i haven't been playing origami king i don't have a switch but i have been playing ghost of tsushima um so now the reviews are out there has and look it's funny because Again, go to Last of Us 2 
it's got like a hundred and like thirty thousand reviews, right? And and in the first day, in the first like couple hours, it had over ten thousand reviews. That's insane. And by this time, which is two days and a half or almost three days now since these games have been out, um, Last of Us Two in three days had like eighty thousand to almost a hundred thousand reviews. That's absurd, right? This is a much more normal thing, where like Origami King has. 361 reviews that's that's not abnormal at this time that's really not abnormal for just a typical game to come out and only have 361 reviews that's normal all right that's the normal thing to expect and ghost of tsushima has actually quite a lot more but i think it's definitely the more popular game um it has about uh 3600 so about 4000 reviews so a lot more than origami king but that's only because it's a more popular game but Again, that's much more normal than to have freaking 100,000 reviews at this point in time. Um, and just to quickly talk about the review scores for these games, um, Origami King got an 81 for a Metacritic score, which is pretty good. You know, that's solid. That's solid. Anything like above 80 is a pretty solid game in my books. Um, even sometimes in the, in the high 70s, you know, um, you know, there's some great games that can come out in that kind of section you know if it's green it, it, that, that, that that's good news for the game for sure um of course you're not considered like a big oh a huge hit until you're like really close to that those 90s or those high 80s but hey um i think you're gonna we're gonna talk about that a little bit because i think we're gonna there's a special exception to one of these games this time around um so origami king for user score ratings is get a 6.2 um so i mean hey whatever i'm not crapping on that game or anything um it's whatever i a sounds like i'm not going to talk too much about origami king because i don't play haven't played it so i can't comment on why uh it's sitting at a 6.2 but um i can comment on ghost of tsushima um so ghost of tsushima is sitting at an 83 metacritic score which is a good score again like i said it's it, but again it's not like the big huge like 88 to like 90 and, and higher kind of score right like that's like a, ooh, like that's a big time game like oh that's like a must play kind of title 83 sounds like it's a good game but not necessarily a must play right um however there has been if you're reading reviews you will find that i think the 83 doesn't necessarily reflect some of the really huge amount of praise this game has been getting. There has been some people who've been, in particular been very vocal, who've been very positive about this game. Um, I've heard a lot of people say this is one of the best games of the year. Um, and that 83 does not typically really reflect that. But, you know, we reflect that, but we've seen that happen in some games where they've had kind of some bit of a divisiveness in the critic era area, like Death Stranding, for example, was like at an 82 or an 83, yet had a lot of people just absolutely love that game and was definitely like one of the best games of the year for a certain group of people um same thing with control last year again a game that was like an 82 just like in this situation and again like one of those but for the people who did really high, have a lot of great things to say about it praised it so highly saying it's one of the best games of this year for sure like and a lot of people agreed with that and a lot of users agreed with that um so you can't just go off the number, right? You got to actually see what people are saying because you can have a game that gets like a 90, like let's say like Forza Motorsport, for example, uh, or Horizon. It's got like a 93, one of those games, right? Like really high score. However, 
you're not gonna see people saying like oh it's like i mean you have some people saying it might be their favorite game of the year blah 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 but you're not gonna it's not getting that kind of praise still um just because part of it it's being limited to a genre you know there's only so much a racing game can really do as far as just like being innovative and pushing the games forward and being this really you know unique experience that's going to be that kind of game of the year type of game but you know you can't just all put it on the review score um and i think in ghost of tsushima's case this is a huge thing because i've heard some of the most respected reviewers that i watch right like skill up like these are my most respected reviewers like it's like skill up and some of these guys who don't even put scores up on metacritic like uh like acg and some other guys have just love this game love 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 this game and um, that got me really excited to play it. And I think that seems to be the uh, talk about it is that it is incredible. But there is a bunch of some people who don't find that find it that way. There's some people leaving, giving it like six and stuff, sixes and stuff like that because they find it to be derivative, which I can understand. This game doesn't do anything particularly super new. And I think that's, for a lot of people, its biggest flaw. Um, however... I think everything it does do, because it borrows a lot of things from a bunch of other games, it it's, feels a lot like Assassin's Creed in some parts, it feels a lot like um, Sekiro and like Neo in, in many aspects, it feels a lot like, um, even like Breath of the Wild, there's like a lot of things like from Breath of the Wild in here, um, yeah, there's just a bunch of different things from other games uh, implemented into this game, Horizon Zero Dawn even, like, and it doesn't feel like it's doing a whole lot new on its own, there is some things for sure. But um, it's just, and I think a lot of people are finding that like uh, it's just like another open world kind of game, and are just sick of that kind of genre. And I get that, and I don't think you're wrong in saying that. But I think there's plenty of people who think, even though it is doing a lot of these same things, it's doing them so well, so like so much better than any of those other games. And I'm in that spot right now. I've only played like five hours of it, but I think the game is wow. Like I am really blown away by this game. I think it's incredible. I think it's so good. And now. On the flip side, now that there's user scores out for Ghost of Tsushima, we get to see what people have been saying about that. It's been 36 hours. People can play it or put out the reviews now. I guess it's been more than that now. It's been another extra day or two. Um, and the game's sitting at a 9.2 on user scores. Now, that's really, really good. A 9.2 for a user score is some of the highest praise you can get. Um, to give you reference to that, and so far there's about 4,000 reviews out for it. So there's probably not going to be a huge amount more reviews coming out, maybe like another couple thousand. We'll see whether it goes up or down. I have a feeling it's only going to go up because I think I really have, like, believe this game is like a gamer's game. Like, all the people, actual, like, general audiences who are playing this are going to love this game. Like, I think it's just one of those games where, like, some of the critics are sticking their nose up at it. Some of them, not all of them, but there's a lot of people who are giving this game like the just like the, the praise it deserves. There's a group of people who are kind of sticking their nose up at it, some of the critics. Um, but I think gamers are just going to absolutely fall in love with this thing. It is wonderful. I think this game is super awesome. Um, and I think I'll, once I play a little bit more, I'll talk more about the game and what I like about it. But until then, I'm just going to talk about user, what other people are saying right now. Um, but just know that I'm loving this game. I'm thinking about it all the time. <laughs> all I want to do is play Ghost of Tsushima, like, all the time. It, it's it's super, super good. Um, but here, just to give you a reference to what a 9.2 looks like, I'm going to 
bring up some other games that have really high user scores from this generation, like some of the highest from this generation. Um, let's take a look at Breath of the Wild. That one has a really high one. Breath of the Wild is sitting at an 8.6 user score wise. It's at 15,000 user scores. So quite a bit more than uh, what Ghost of Tsushima is out, but it, it, it'll get closer to that as, you know, however long, because this game just came out, you know, give it like another like month or two and then you'll probably get closer to the number it'll be sitting at and maybe be closer to 15,000. I, I think it'll probably get like 10,000-ish reviews at, at the end of the day, but I still think it's going to sit around that 9, 9.2, 9 area. But yeah, Breath of the Wild, totally love, beloved game, right? It's sitting at 8.6, which is a very good user score. But again, that just goes to show how high this user score is for Ghost of Tsushima and what it's being compared to. Um, another game with a huge user score from this generation is God of War. God of War got a 9.1. Like in G's, like that's one of the best games of the generation as well, and that's um just one point below Ghost of Tsushima right now. So it's being regarded by players as a game like that right now. Um, Witcher Three is at a nine point two or a nine point four on PC actually, nine point two on consoles. So again, like right up there with Ghost of Tsushima. Look at um The Last of Us is at a nine point two. Same spot as the last of us like that's crazy and if you look at um, i actually looked up what the top like the highest rated user scores on metacritic are and ghost of tsushima right now with its 9.2 being tied with the witcher and, and and last of us 2 and some games like that is the ninth highest user score rated game of all time right now that's crazy that's crazy. That's how big a high 9.2 is for user scores. You never see games get much ever get higher than like a or nine ever. Nine is super rare. Where you'll see a lot of nines for really good games from from a critical standpoint. Nine is super hard to get to for a user score. Really, really hard. So, I think there is a little bit of a disconnect between players in in certain groups of critics right now. Because I think there's a lot of groups there is a lot of critics who feel the same way that this game is incredible and it really deserves that praise. Um, but I think users, and I kind of predicted that this would be the way it is. I really felt this is like a gamer's game or just loving this game. And I, I'm curious to see if that score goes up or low, lower. I, I actually believe it's going to go higher. I think people are going to continue to give this game great praise. And as more people are playing it and beating it, are going to give it more um, like 10s and 9s and stuff. And the score is going to go up higher. I think this game is really that good. I, I'm... I'm blown away by Ghost of Tsushima right now. I'm not giving my all my impressions on it right now because I've only played five hours. But but just a few things I want to comment on is that it's an open world game and it is the most beautiful open world I have ever played. Like definitely, without a question. Uh, it, some of the other games I'd consider as like the most beautiful open worlds before this game were like um, Breath of the Wild, Horizon Zero Dawn. Red Dead Redemption 2, and even Death Stranding, like, those were to me, like, like kind of like the big four. But Ghost of Tsushima almost, like, shits on those games. It is gorgeous. Like, frick, I've never seen a game look this good. Open world particularly, but, like, maybe even, like, just ever. Like, even, like, The Last of Us 2, I thought, was, like, one of the best games I've ever seen, but this gives Last of Us 2 a run for its money in some ways it's animations maybe can't quite like live up to like that that kind of detail in last of us part two but like everything else is really close like i don't know man this this 
and it's open world as well. Last of Us 2 is now open world. It has semi-open world parts, but not not in a full open world like this game. Like holy crap, man! This game is gorgeous. The gameplay, and this is like probably the best thing about it. Its combat is so much fun. It's it's so good. I haven't played a game with this good of combat in quite a long time. Um, and I played Neo this year, and Neo was, I mean, the closest thing probably this year. Oh, I mean, Final Fantasy VII had fantastic combat too, but this game might still have better combat than both those games. Like, it is so fun. It is so addicting. It is so. Oh, hey, Barry, come here, buddy. He's trying to get in. Um, yeah, it's up there, some of the best combat this year, and just gameplay, because even like like just. Doing these things that you play in a lot of, like, yeah, it's, it's a lot like Assassin's Creed. Some things you're doing, like going to bandit camps and raiding them and, and fighting people out in the open and, and all this kind of stuff. But the gameplay is so well done. Like, I don't know, man, it's so fun. It's so perfectly polished in so many aspects. It's deep, too. Um, it plays kind of like Neo and uh, um, similar to Neo, similar to Sekiro with like some Assassin's Creed stuff thrown there as well. Um, all those kind of things, and I think it's just wonderful. It, it just, it's just the perfect um, kind of uh, perfect mixture of all the good things from those games. Um, and I think, like, it's yeah. And, and story-wise, it's it's good. Like, I like the story. The writing um, is just it's fine. Like this is probably the weakest point, and this is something Skill upset in his review too. He thinks like the weakest part of this game is probably the writing. Um, it's not bad. It's just like not stand out either. It's just like just kind of fine the whole way through. And I'm finding the same thing. The writing's not particularly great, but it's definitely not bad. I wouldn't say it's a problem. It's just fine. It's not like Last of Us Two writing kind of stuff or anything like that. It's just it's just good. It's just good, but I, I actually think the story is pretty good so far. I'm enjoying the story, and I think some people are going to be divided on that. It's a very Kurosawa old samurai film inspired story, and it sticks to that almost as a homage, kind of in the same way Until Dawn was a homage to these slasher, cheesy slasher films. And I loved the game for that. I, I I loved its commitment to that and its homage to that, and still being interesting. And I'm finding the same thing with this game that it is a homage to these samurai kurosawa films and that it is committing to that and it's succeeding at its commitment to that and i appreciate it and i'm i think it's interesting in its own right at the same time so far so i think the story is actually quite good so far i'm definitely invested and i like the characters that i've met and i like where it's going it's yeah it's definitely very investing it's not the greatest story at this point like I don't think it's gonna like hold up to like Last of Us Two story. I mean, to some people, some people think the story is terrible, right? But some, I think the story is incredible in Last of Us Two. Um, and then Final Fantasy VII had a fantastic story as well this year. Um, I don't think it's gonna hold up to those stories at all. It's just gonna be a good story. I think that's my prediction. It's gonna be a good story. I'm gonna like it. I'm liking it so far. Unless it like derails somehow, I I'm enjoying the story. It's probably the weakest part of the game though. Everything else though is phenomenal about it. Uh, yeah, and little things like one of the coolest things about the game is how it's really like and making comparisons to Breath of the Wild here is relying on you to look around, like not use your map and just look at the environment and how beautiful it is and be curious. 
The game's about curiosity and exploring. Like, it's just a great ex exploration game as well. You just want to go do things. You just want to, hey, that looks cool over there. Let's go see what that is. Oh, and, and like the thing with like the animals leading you places, there's this feature in the game where um, these yellow birds will just kind of fly out in front of you all of a sudden when like you're just kind of traversing and they will show you something cool if you follow them they'll show you like either an item you can get a a a, a, a camp that you didn't know existed or like these shrines like it can take you so like so many interesting places you don't know where it's going to take you but you're like i'm gonna go follow that bird show me once see what it wants to what it wants to show me and it's so cool because you're not relying on markers or anything in this game there's a mechanic where the wind blows to show you the direction of where you're wanting to go. Um, I mean, you do have to go into the map and place a marker to get that wind blowing. Or not necessarily, you can just like have it set there after like a mission or something, the next place you want to go without even going into your map. But you use the D-pad to kind of swipe up and anytime you want in the game and the wind will just start blowing the direction you need to go. And that just makes everything feel so immersive and awesome. Like, I love that mechanic. You, uh, when I saw it in, like, the gameplay trailers, I thought, like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. Maybe a little gimmicky. It's it's so good. It, it, it keeps you so immersed. And same thing with animals, like the birds and the first foxes, too, you can follow. That's the other thing. You want to see a fox, follow him. He'll lead you to something really cool as well. Um, and you just see, like, these things in the back in, like, the in like the just everywhere Every, the game is so beautiful it's not just that it's graphically beautiful but like every environment feels so different and colorful and unique from the bamboo forest with and then like a bunch of different like kinds of forest and mountains and rivers and everything feels so unique and different and i am told like i haven't even explored much of the map yet and i'm told it's like that the whole game which is nuts um so you just want to explore everything in this game that's why i, I, I make comparisons to breath of the wild is that breath of the wild is very much emphasizes like the exploration and just like getting lost in it same thing with this game i, I haven't played a game since breath of the wild that does it so well um now it goes to Tsushima. so i think if you like that game if you like breath of the wild man play this game and then it also has great fantastic combat and just like a really interesting story as well that's more focused um, i think it i mean not a fine story i would say it's interesting to me it's interesting if you're into that Japanese samurai kind of stuff, those kind of traditional stories that they tell, it's very much reminiscent of that, about honor and all that kind of stuff, and I think it does a good job of it so far. If you're into that, you'll probably really enjoy the story. Um, but yeah, everything else is just so well done, and there's all these other little details in it as well. I think side missions are, are really well done. Um, they're always interesting. Always like doing them. I actually have done very little main mission stuff right now. I've done. I'm just like hitting up every little spot I find and just doing the side missions there, or doing little tasks for people here every once in a while. And I, I'm moving nowhere in the story because I'm just enjoying my time so much in the world. Um, so yeah, Ghost of Tsushima, man. I think it is a must-play. I think it's uh, based off the couple hours I've played. This is just first impressions, right? Um, I'll tell you. Uh, I've never been like so sure about how good a game is in like the little bit of time I've played it, right? Like I'm usually wait a lot longer before I really talk about a game, but I'm like just first impressions wise, man, this game is really, really, I think really, really good. I think people are really loving it. And I think it's going to be a fantastic game by the end. Like I'm thinking I'm going to be really satisfied and happy with it. And based off what I play, I could probably see this game very likely being a game of the year nomination um, if it continues being this good for sure and a strong contender for game of the year and i think 
it's just based off user scores it is like the people's game of the year for sure like there hasn't been a game this year that so far that like people have been like so up on just like general audiences um you know i mean animal crossing is was so popular right but even then like that's um but again i I actually shouldn't say i haven't played animal crossing so i can't really say what i know a lot of you guys all love animal crossing but i think unfortunately if there's like any game that's going to be snubbed it, it might be animal crossing just because there's only so much room right and there's so many bangers this year including animal crossing but i think it animal crossing uh final fantasy 7 or half-life alex like those three are kind of questionable whether they might end up in game of the year or not right um i think the games that are like most certainly are going to be doom eternal last of us 2 um cyberpunk if it's as good as it looks um and then i think this game i think this game is going to be a for sure game of the year like i i, I really believe that um but we'll see we'll see what happens um yeah anyways that's the news those are my thoughts and stuff on that game um yeah uh what what do you think about metacritic's approach to user scores do you think this is a good start i think it's a good start i think i want to see a lot more is this enough for you is this enough of a change for you to be happy with for me it's not enough of a change but i am glad they're starting and doing something with user scores and i think uh they just have to respond either way otherwise like no one's going to take them serious like want to even use your site as much anymore because of what happened with the last of us two scores um so yeah i think it's a good start and man i know i'm the only one playing ghost of tsushima man but i got it on disc like frick if you want to play it sometime uh or like like because uh, i who else has a ps4 i know amy has one I know Emmy Joe has one. Callie has one. If you guys ever want to borrow Ghost of Tsushima, please let me know. I think out of all the games I've played this year, it's probably the easiest one to recommend because it's, again, it, it's a kind of genre of a game where I think anyone can like really get into it for the most part. Um, yeah, where it's hard for me to say that about any other game this year. Like Last of Us 2, I think it's fantastic, but it's definitely not for everybody. Um, Final Fantasy VII again really phenomenal game i can't recommend to everybody i can recommend it to a lot of people though i think you'd be surprised i think i could re- recommend final fantasy 7 to pretty much everyone here might like maybe except like cali i don't know no maybe cali would even i think cali could do it as well you could play final fantasy 7 it's difficult final fantasy 7 is actually pretty hard um Doom Eternal is like really hard to recommend to everyone, right? I think it's phenomenal, but it's just like not for some people. Like I could recommend to like no one Bowen, but I wouldn't recommend it to any of the girls, like at all. Like I don't think you'd really enjoy it <laughs> at all. Like maybe, maybe you would, but like again. Uh... So far, I think I've played like all like the games that are going to be nominated this year, except for Animal Crossing and Half-Life Alex. Like that might be a game that gets nominated too, but that's just, I'm not, I don't feel bad about that. It's a VR game. There's just no way I can play it, right? Um, and I don't, and I don't, I don't want VR at this point in time. VR is cool, man, but I don't, I don't want to have VR. It's just too much money, and I'd never use it. I'd use it very occasionally. Um, 
yeah, but this game, fuck, dude, I I'm loving it. And again, I can't say yet what I. These are just impressions, though. I'm just my impressions are this game is so fun so far, like so good. But you know, I, I got a while, a ways to go. I probably won't be done this game for at least another week, at least. Let me be playing it a lot because it's all I think about. Um, but I gotta try to continue to be healthy and play this game. But sometimes it's one of those games where I could easily no life it. But I'm not gonna do that. I I'm gonna be disciplined myself and have life outside of this game. <laughs> Although I really want to do that. Um, that happened with Final Fantasy VII this year. That happened with Res or Last of Us Two. Last of Us Two, I really no life. Oh, I played that game in. I had two three-hour sessions with it, and then I had three six-hour sessions with it. So I beat it in five days like that. Um, that was really not healthy, but frick, I was just so, so into that game. Um, yeah, all right, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. I know my voice is, like, really, like, quiet and blah, blah, blah. It's just because I'm in my room. It's morning, and usually I, like, record this in my car or something so that my neighbors don't hear me, but I'm just trying to be a little bit quieter. All right, take care, everyone.